You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. that is 
inherently not for everyone. The kingdom of God is the opposite, inherently inclusive and ever-expanding. Citizenship in this kingdom isn't based on where you were born, who your parents were, whether you have the right papers or can afford to have the right papers. This week somebody told me that it cost them $10,000 to become a citizen, citizen here, and they thought, there's one reason why it's hard to do that. <coughs> the kingdom of God is not based on race, class, ability, sexuality, criminality, likability, or ethnicity. No, this is the kingdom where we all belong. But in order for Jesus to make known the kind of king he is, his message literally rests on the back of something quite unlovely. As Jesus and his disciples approach the city of Jerusalem, he tells them where to find a young, untamed donkey. If anyone asks why, they are to say, untie it, because the Lord needs it. In order for Jesus to be known, rough edges were required. <coughs> the image of the Messiah riding on a donkey to usher in a new world was a well-known image to the Jewish people. So in order to be known and recognized as this new kind of king, Jesus needed that donkey. And it worked. People threw down their clothes and waved their branches, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. It is only when this animal, unbound, carries Jesus into town that he is recognized and known as king. Part of Palm Sunday's message, then, is that the kingdom of God rides literally on the back of this unlovely wild animal, not on a beautiful carriage or an SUV limousine. Unloveliness that had to be unbound and brought into the light of day. And just like Jesus needed this wild beast in order to be known, he also needs all of us, including all of our rough edges. The very definition of the kingdom of God is that we're all in it, and not our edited, curated selves, but our deepest, most vulnerable selves. First, however, like in today's story, the unloveliness has to be unbound and brought into the light of day. Untie it, Jesus says, for the Lord needs it. All of our photoshopping and Facebook curating, all of our hiding will be untied in the kingdom of God. And I think knowing this, it gives us the courage and freedom to let some of it be untied right now. That fear that you'll be disrespected if you talk about your depression, untie it. That fear if you talk about the recent death in your family that has crushed you, that, that will make people not want to hang out with you, untie it. The fear that if you quit that job that's killing you, that you'll never find a job again, untie it. The fear that if you are totally sober, you'll never have fun again, untie it. Untie it because the Lord needs you. The Lord needs you free and unbound because that's what the kingdom of God's grace and mercy is all for. To free us. 
But to be free, we have to risk letting those fears and anxieties be known so that they can be transformed. Today, Jesus is fully known so that we have the freedom to know ourselves and know each other because we don't have to be afraid of what we find. This is why Jesus goes to the cross later this week, right after he is known as king, to die to, to, die to all that fear, anger, violence, and hatred that doesn't serve us. Jesus dies to all this so that we can too. So that we can be free to live without fear that our rough edges will be held against us if they are fully known. But so often we prefer to keep ourselves bound up, hidden away, afraid of what will be found if we are known. At the end of today's gospel, we see those religious leaders who begin to realize all that will be unbound and let go in the kingdom of God. As soon as Jesus is known and proclaimed king, the religious leaders ask Jesus' disciples to shut him up. They just won't hear it. The sound of God's people crying out to be known by the God who loves all, it bruises their egos and upsets their neatly structured world. They know that the world controlled by them and other elite few is in the throes of death. Shut them up, make them stop declaring you their king. It's a desperate attempt to wall off the kingdom of God. But in the end, Jesus proclaims that kingdom is coming, whether they like it or not. If these do not shout, then the stones would cry out. Jesus declares that God's new world, that God's new world order is written into the very physics of the universe. Nothing can stop it. Yesterday, I got to see one of these stones cry out. A friend of uh, my partner Brian and I asked if he could bring his son over. We had heard a lot about the son, but we hadn't met him. So our friend asked if he could bring him over, but he then said he had a special request. Can he wear his dress when he comes over? For a long time now, our friend's son has made it clear that they are much more comfortable in a dress than in jeans and in a t-shirt. His parents have struggled with this for a while, but then decided to unbind their child from their preconceived notions of who their child should be and to let them be free. So they came over in their dress and Brian showed them his dresses. Brian is drag queen. And uh, I, showed the, I showed them uh, my vestments, which are kind of like dresses. <laughs> they were amused for a moment, but then they ran off. They ran off and played with our dog and cat. And as I watched them twirl in the light of being known, I couldn't help but hear, untie them because the Lord needs them. Untie us, O Lord, because you have promised you need us. Amen.